So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations is now broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Every Monday, you can hear me live on Biz 1190 from 10 a.m. to noon and iHeartRadio podcast. I'm also broadcasting on my Money Making Conversations Facebook page. You can go online right now and leave comments that I will respond to during and after the show. Phone hotline number, gotta have a hotline number, 404-231-1190. Each Money Making Conversations radio talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. They, in turn, deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead, very importantly, a balanced life. Appearing on the show today will be Rugged Evolutions Beard Care, Beard Care Products, something I need to be knowing about, CEO Arrington Gavin, Grammy-winning artist, songwriter, actress, and entrepreneur Michelle Williams, TV host, author, wellness expert, and Hall of Fame boxing champion Layla Ali, Uniworld Group CEO Monique Nelson, Grammy-nominated artist and author Jacqueline Carr, and former NBA player, my man, hadn't heard or talked to him in a long time. He's now, he was former NBA player, now he's the National Basketball Players Association Career Guidance Counselor Bobby Simmons. Good times. We used to live in the same building in Los Angeles. So I know this young man very well. Excited to have him on the show to talk about the life after the NBA. But let, let's get to our first guest because she's on the phone and uh, a great person. Uh, met her many times and uh, made a lot of money with her. <laughs> That's why she's on Money Making Conversation because she presents an opportunity for people in the business, not only entertainers, but individuals, brands and and consumers to be able to market their their wares in the ad agency. My next guest is the chair and CEO of Uniworld Group, a multicultural ad agency headquartered in Brooklyn, New York, with satellite offices, check this out, in Detroit, Miami, Memphis, and Atlanta. She is an industry thought leader. Her agency is best known for its insights into culture, aspirations, and breakthrough creative products. Her mission is to connect forward-thinking brands to more than 1.3 
trillion dollars spending in the U.S. multicultural market. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Monique Nelson. Thank you so much, Ushan. I really appreciate it. Well, Thanks Monique, for having me. Monique, I had a lot to say about you. <laughs> and you told me you weren't famous. <laughs> I am not. I try really hard not to be. <laughs> but you know, it, it, my it, brands it, are famous. The brand, and, it, and it's great because you 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 helmed them. Now it was really before we got on the call, you know, because our relationship is a long time with the Steve Harvey Radio Network and a lot of uh, the the brands, most notably uh, Ford, where we had relationships over the years and putting those brands out there, and marrying the customer relationships, so they can buy the products or at least show an interest in that product's relationship. When you start looking at brands and, and, and trying to bring them together, I know not just you because you have all these offices and you have all these staffs. What, what, is the, what, is the, what is the correlation that you're trying to create? Well, we also we always want to make an authentic relationship, right? Mm-hmm. It's so important in these days and times that media be reflective of all the stories that are available. Mm-hmm. And certainly in the U.S., those stories are varied, and they are deep, and they are cultural. Mm-hmm. And we know that if there's a cultural connection, then there's more than likely going to be an authentic engagement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you know, with the work that we did with you, it was always about the authenticity of the yes, community ma'am. that we were engaging and, mm-hmm. you know, our, our time with the hoodies and making sure that... That, you know, we were in touch with everybody right. and, you know, not just, you know, somebody. Uh, we have a product for everyone mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that they know that that product is for them. Um, and hopefully we want to make sure that it's by them. And that's where I think it's important that minority ownership be um, championed and ultimately uh, celebrated. And let's talk about that because you you are the um, the owner. And this uh, CEO and the chair of the longest standing minority owned ad agency in the U.S., which was founded in 1969. And I had the good fortune of meeting Mr. Lewis. Uh, we did a couple oh, yeah. of Colgate deals with him <laughs> before you came <laughs> on board. And it's really great because, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, I have to bring it up because the Uniworld is kind of like if you had to compare it to something in African-American, like the Motown of music. It's like you bought the Motown of advertising because <laughs> right. it, it was powerful, you know, and, and everybody, yeah. and, it, and it controlled the structure of how people, before the word multicultural came out, it was just African-American. It was black. You know, how right. do you reach the black market? How do you reach the African-American market? Because I want to bring that up, that difference, because we're going to talk about how the evolution of multicultural came out because when I got into business and, and, and you as well, you know, we, we were just focused on African-Americans. We were focused on reaching that black market. And so with an with a, with a agency with that type of history, does it put any, did it put any pressure on you to be when you, when you, when you engaged to, to, to purchase it? What were the thoughts on it? Oh man! Well, I mean, it was it was terror. <laughs> it was uh, pride. <laughs> um, it was all of those emotions on the spectrum, as you can imagine. It uh-huh. was um, holding that that torch and and knowing that Mr. Lewis had wow, you mm-hmm. know, a legend gone. Done so much, right? Mm-hmm. In in forty two years, and I wanted to first and foremost make sure that it lived forever, mm-hmm. because I believe that it should. Mm-hmm. Um, that our voices were important, mm-hmm. um, as he always did, mm-hmm. and that we would continue to um, make sure that culture was a key part of the conversation, especially here in the U.S. And we feel like you know, nineteen sixty nine mm-hmm. was a very pivotal year, as we all know, and a pivotal time in American mm-hmm. culture, and mm-hmm. the civil rights movement really got its legs, mm-hmm. and ultimately. You know, open this conversation up to say there's a whole group of people that 
you're not talking to. Mm-hmm. And let's be really clear, it's not about charity, it's about commerce. Mm-hmm. And it's about recognizing that these people have power. And, uh, and that has always kind of been the, the mission and the passion that gets me over that terror and fear right, right, of, uh, right. of holding such, so, such heft on my shoulders. But knowing that we deserve to be here, we deserve to have a conversation, and that we actually can make a difference for these brands. And I think we do. And you do, and you really do, and it because you, you know you you're seeing it from an authentic, and that's a that's a word that's used a lot, but it's important in this situation because you, you you're seeing it through real eyes, and and because you're a minority owned company. Now, the reason I say that because when Essence was just purchased and went back into yeah. minority arms, uh, or hands, yeah, rich, you know they, you know it was like the it was like man, it was like people cheering and jumping up and down, and you know, because that, that was a brand, and so. Yeah. What it do, does is that significance, or there or is it just pride? The fact that you know Uniworld Group is still minority owned. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, it's on both sides. I think the significance is, you know, we are, you know, we're here, we're capable, we're able to mm-hmm. run large scale businesses, mm-hmm. um, and then that, yeah, there's a tremendous amount of pride, Absolutely. and uh, that that is. You know, beyond compare, you know, I, I definitely hear what you say. And, you know, a lot of times it takes a minute for it to sink in that, you know, we are that legacy. And not only are we probably the longest standing, you know, advertising agency, we're probably one of the longest standing, you know, African-American owned businesses in the nation. Just Come on now. in its entirety Come on now. coming up on 50 years. 50 years. So Next it's, year uh, it's a tremendous going to put that out there. It's 49 now. Next year is going to be yeah, 50. August, August of 2019 um, <laughs> celebrates 50 years for for Uniworld. And you're going to bring it on in with pride. It, because, yeah, uh, we you know, are. You know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, that's why, that's why I'm saying is that, you know, when, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I speak about your company and I think about there is a difference when, when I came on board in the, in the arena of syndicated radio and started talking Mr. Lewis and his conversation and, when I first encountered Uniworld, it was about the African American dollar, and then the Hispanic community started evolving. Mm-hmm. Hispanic marketing, mm-hmm. and that's when the title of you can correct me. That's when multicultural title came on board. Sure. Now, absolutely. And then, it, then, when, then when I was going in there trying to get dollars, it where Rashawn was some of your dollars that you used to be able to, to pursue has now been slid over to the Hispanic community. So now I'm fighting my dollars. Or being shrunk. <laughs> and so how did right. that cause a shift in your agency's approach? Because you're going, okay, I can't be sitting over here with this little shrinking <laughs> pot. How do I become multicultural? How did you do that? Well, interestingly enough, um, Mr. Lewis had a lot more foresight than is actually published. Mm-hmm. One of our largest pieces of business started as Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, and that was way back, probably mm-hmm. in you know the early 70s. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of Hispanic work um, mm-hmm. along with African-American work. They were two markets that we worked really, really closely in for quite a bit of time. So... At its, you know, at its core, Uniworld has always been cultural mm-hmm. and culture first, mm-hmm. and understanding that you know even Hispanic and Latin, you know, Latinos mm-hmm. come in many forms and fashions, mm-hmm. and you know we still acknowledge them as you know part of this culture. If you are in a New York City or if you're in uh, Miami, you know, even you're talking about a Caribbean culture, you're you. talking about Thank a fused you. culture, mm-hmm. and that's uh, a totally you know, different agency Latino approach down is, there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That Afro-Latino culture is, you know, has been, you know, a little bit muted, um, but they certainly follow in the footsteps of a lot of African culture. And ultimately, you know, that makes for a very robust story. 
Hey, Monique, uh, hold that thought because I got some more questions and get more deep into the Uniworld Group on the phone with CEO uh, Monique Nelson. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm back. Money Making Conversations. On the phone is the CEO and chair of Uniworld Group, Monique Nelson. Monique, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you, Rashawn. Are you in Brooklyn, New York right now? I am. Okay. I am. We are finally out of our snow crazy. <laughs> That's the, yeah, yeah. Hey, I love New York, but boy, you guys been under some punishment up there, man. Yeah, we did something wrong. Good, we'll but it's all it good because you're speaking to me. Uh, I want to ask you a no, question great. because, uh, you know, uh, African-American women in the advertising agency. And because uh, you said it earlier on about it's important to have a face. To have, a, to have an acknowledgement that you are making a difference. And, and the fact that you took over one of the, the most prominent African-American female, the most prominent uh, African-American ad agency in the, the history of our country. How do you play a role and how do you mentor or advise women who want to walk into, that, into those similar shoes? Well, first and foremost, I ask them to be fearless. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Monique, and, Monique, don't take that deep breath. Don't take that deep breath. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I can't help it. Um, the, the reason I say that is advertising and media is such an important mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shapes what we think of ourselves. It shapes how we um, engage. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Black Panther and you go, oh, Come on now. You know, right? You know mm-hmm. that when we see ourselves, it powerful mm. and there's not enough of us right mm-hmm. there's not enough of us in those rooms that mm-hmm. are saying no this is an awesome viewpoint this mm-hmm. is a way this is a, a space that you're missing mm-hmm. right it's a blind spot mm-hmm. uh, the more of us that have those conversations the better right we all know that this is about engagement this is about developing relationships this is about demystifying our communities and making them valuable and uh, and that's critical. And and in this industry, which is a one to one, as you well know, this is a relationship <laughs> business. Come on now. Come on. Well, um, it's, it's a relationship. We, and what have you done for me? You know what I'm saying? Correct. Because, and it's it's a constant, right? There's no off button. There's no downtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in an always on media society, which means what we do in advertising and marketing is also always on. Because so it's really great to hear you say that. Because I I, I want to just let people know because. Is, is when you're dealing with brands and you're dealing with talent, you know, because sometimes when you're dealing with talent, you have to be in, get into crisis management because right. a, you don't know what a, a talent, you know, can be famous, but they could they could do something that you have to deal with. So that's another side of the business that a lot of people don't understand that an ad agency has to deal with, especially when you get into the talent lane, and sure. and because and, you have to deal with. What is the what is the customer relationship to the brand relationship? How does the brand feel about what's going on? So, especially with exactly. social media being out there, how do you how do you deal with those little elements of, oh, should we go with a talent, or we should just 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 make a an amazing creative pitch? <laughs> well, I think it, the brand it's brand dependent, and it's certainly dependent on what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a celebrity is great for awareness. Yes, right? and, yes. You know, you're going to get those eyeballs. We know that. Mm-hmm. But when we start talking about engagement, you know, funny enough, these social media stars are, you know, killing it right now. Right? Killing the, it. The right, <laughs> killing it, right? And because, you know why? Because they're authentic. Right? Okay. They really do participate mm-hmm. in what they're doing or what they're pushing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's that beautiful, you know, democratization of marketing that's involved. And it's amazing. You can get some amazing creative coming 
coming up from the consumer, coming through an influencer, and then ultimately trumpeted by a celebrity. So I like to use it in spaces knowing that everybody's going to get what they want, right? right. A celebrity usually wants more, you know, more exposure, right. more engagement, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that the brand is assisting them as well as them assisting the brand. It should be a win-win. What, so and what, we know that's not always easy, but so we try to get there. We, you know, that's, that was a hard question for me to get out one. to you there, Monique, but I had to get it out, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, we can do it. We can do it. We can work hard and get there. Good, good, good. Now, let's talk about uh, your favorite part of the job, because here's, here's the beauty, Monique. I'm, I'm really uh, great. I'm interviewing you because, you know, I, I sit across you, and we constantly just talk deals, and we just constantly talk deals, talk business. And you have such a great personality and just it's just coming out on the airwaves it's because when you start talking about your job, you seem to love it. I do. I do. And plus, I have a little bit of ADHD. <laughs> so the one thing that this job allows me to do is never have the same day twice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's a challenge. There's always a new challenge. There's always more fun to have. And, uh, and yeah, I, do, I enjoy it. I, I'm a cultural anthropologist, so mm-hmm. I love humans. I love how they interact. I love the psychology of why, and that's important in our industry. What's going to motivate you to do something, and what's important to you? And then how do I make sure that the brands get that as well? When they sent the bio over to me, it was a nice quote that came out of the bio. I don't want to read it to you. And it was talking about the, the next 43 years. The charge for the new <laughs> guard is to, not simply, is to not simply to create advertising campaigns, but to build unique environments that tap into the cultural insights and heritage that makes consumers who they are. They surround and engage them intellectually and emotionally, and that exists at the intersection of desires and their needs. That's right. And that's what you were talking about, authenticity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't get around it. Humans always need something, and you've got to motivate them to do something. And it should be something that's authentic to them. It should be something that hits them in their heart. That's why some commercials make you cry. Others make you laugh. Some make you do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's and that's true. not good. That's true because you know I, I can I can rattle out my favorite commercials, you know, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and they they have each has a different effect on me, and I remember right. because of that emotion. But I I like what you're saying because it really it all goes back to the emotion because an emotion and drives mm-hmm. engagement, and that's the most important that's thing, right. the, the most important part about it. So if you if you, I can I want to make sure because you are a leader because you are a female. And as a, mm-hmm. a young African American female says, I want to get in this business. How do they get in the business? Now you got offices all over the country now: Atlanta, Memphis, mm-hmm. Tennessee, <laughs> Miami. I didn't even know about these offices. You know, all I knew about Detroit and Brooklyn, New York. So how do they get? How do how does a person intern or get in the business? Uh, there's a plethora of programs. Um, mm-hmm. What I would ask every young you know person to do is research. Right, first and foremost, do mm-hmm. your research. Mm-hmm. Find an environment, find brands that some of these agencies are working on that, that excite you. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really important that you go someplace that you're going to go all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of internships. There's the MATE program. There's Ad Color. There's IRTS. There's a, a plethora of them uh, for, for college and even, you know, post-college to get into. You know, it's still a, it's a hard industry because mm-hmm. you, it's still a kind of grow from the bottom up mm-hmm. um, because it's actually, it's one of those things that's a high on the job training um, kind of gig because media is always changing. You know, as you can imagine, I used to have a lot of people that did quote unquote digital. Well, you know, that is now 
digital is so broad, right? And it's everywhere. <laughs> it's ubiquitous. So everybody better be digital now. Right, now what right. kind of digital person? Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, it is a, it's a requirement now that you be digital when, when social media is driving so much of this messaging. So it's first and foremost, find a brand that you love and see what, what businesses are working on that brand. Mm-hmm. Then I would go have an informational interview, see if you like the environment, the culture, the people. Agencies are made up of humans, so you better like the humans you're working with because we work long hours and you sure do. it's not always it's not, it's not always easy um and then just be open and curious. It's also one of these businesses that requires constant reading, uh tremendous research, uh learning on a on a regular basis, experiencing different things, going to things and seeing how how work is being affected. So uh, to be successful and to continue to grow in this business is to bring your entire self to work. Be passionate, be curious, and work hard. That's and a I lot. think you do fine. That's a lot of great information because, and also the, throwing the fact that you might work for free to get there. And you lot, might. You'd be not, and a lot of people, all of these millennials need to understand that. You know, that's part of the process, getting your foot in the door. That's the goal. And then when you're that's in right. the door, make an impression that they have, that you have so much value that they need to bring you on maybe short term or long term. And build That's your right. resume off the opportunity. Now, we're about to wrap up here right quick. But I want to know the expansion into Memphis, Atlanta, and Miami. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did you take, build agencies in those uh, three cities? Client needs. I mean, the, the beautiful part of that is growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means that, you know, we, we have clients that we need to service. And I, again, going back to the relationship part, it's, it's always good to be close to your client uh, so that you can be there to be their problem solver, be their consultant, and, uh, and, and be at the ready when they need you. So uh, proximity is always something, and wanted to make sure that we were there to support our clients in every way we can. So we open up. If it's feasible, we will make sure that we put those bodies uh, right near our clients to make well, sure they well, are they're all good. Because you know, the, the, Memphis is the deep south, and you have all this entertainment in mm-hmm. and, and Atlanta, which is a truly strong African-American market. And like you said, mm-hmm. that, that worldwide brand down in Miami, you know, from Cubans mm-hmm. to Latinos to African-Americans mm-hmm. to general markets. So you're doing it big. And Monique, thank you. I know we, I we, we went back and forth trying to land this interview, but I'm so happy <laughs> because you are amazing. And you are famous, oh, young you. lady. Okay. You are famous. Okay. I'm on the phone well, with the very you. famous chair and CEO of the Uniworld Group that's in Brooklyn, New York based. It's in Memphis, Atlanta, and Miami. Did I miss any? In Detroit. Detroit. In Detroit. Hey, Mr. Detroit. You stay strong. Talk to you later. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, I'm back. This is Rashawn. This is Rashawn McDonald. My next guest has added Broadway actress, entrepreneur, designer, television host, and inspirational speaker to already robust resume which includes Believe at Home by Michelle Williams, a collection of home goods that includes furniture, bedding, artwork, and candles. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Grammy Award-winning singer Michelle Williams. Good morning. Come on, Michelle. Where you at nowadays? What, what city, what country, what, what, where you at? You're international. You know, where you at? <laughs> you know what? I, I moved to Los Angeles in January, so that's where I am. 
So you calling me early time. I, I, I'm so respectful. I, I, you, I feel so blessed that you. I know that clock is rough up there on the West Coast now. Listen, this clock is rough, but the amazing thing is I'm already headed to set. I'm already headed to work. Okay, so you headed to set. Where you going? Uh, there's some information I didn't know about. Where you going off to? <laughs> well, I am filming a show mm-hmm. that um, I will be able to call you back about. Okay, good. Oh, what a day. Okay, we're well, good. Let's do that. Let's do that. Well, let's talk about what you, you called in the day about. It's your, yes, sir. This summer you called me, and we talked about Believe at Home, and that's that you can buy on Evine. It's still you can buy it on Evine, correct? Yes, it was. it's betting. And so now we've expanded the line into actual furniture, art, and candles for the home. Wow. Now, that's a really big leap now because, you know, you didn't add, like, one thing. <laughs> you went to furniture, right? artwork, and candles. You know, my my partner, she just has amazing relationships right. with people. We sat down and mm-hmm. we designed things. And before you know it, because, see, I thought we were just coming out with candles. Right. You know, to, to go with the batting. And she was like, I think we can pull off furniture. And I was like, okay. But, Rashawn, I wrote this down in 2005 that okay. I wanted my own furniture my own home decor line, my own spa, and my own line of bath and body products. Awesome. So we are on the way to fulfilling everything that I wrote that, that's, Ooh, going that's, on that's 13 amazing. years ago. That's amazing. So, yeah. so when you say furniture, you know, because, you know, I want to get a sense of it. Are we talking about bedroom furniture or casual furniture, living room furniture, dining room yes, furniture? Sir. What are we talking about? So I have sofas, so basically living room furniture. I have dining room tables and dining room chairs and ottomans. Wow. Um, We're going to be adding lighting fixtures because, of course, you need light with all this fancy stuff that I have. Don't forget ceiling fans. I know ceiling fans will be coming soon. Mm -hmm. Right now we are focusing actually just on on cool contemporary styled um, lighting fixtures, modern and contemporary. That's, you know, that's a lot of people. First of all, I have to respect what you're, what you're doing. A lot of people don't understand. That's a lot of work because, you know, you're talking about materials. You're talking about, did you, did you, uh, did you uh, sample any of the product? Did you sit down or lay down or, you know, pull up to the table. Of course, you know. Of course, you know. You have to sit on the stuff. You have to look at the stitching. You have to know who your manufacturers are. Me and the designers. You know, we have great conversation, and then you know they're schooling me on things. I'm learning so much because, like, <laughs> I, I loved. I loved. My mother had an eye for interior design. Right. To this day, she still does. Right. So now, you know, we're taking it to the next level. Like knowing, okay, these are the fabrics. Okay. This is the depth and how plush something is because people want to sit on something. Like, I love plush stuff. And then some people, you know, especially with everything being so more contemporary and modern, I want, you know, how some things can look so modern that it looks uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I know. I've had that furniture. Right. I wanted to add, can we add a little comfort Mm -hmm. to this modern look here? Can you fall asleep on the modern look? Like, yes, you can, and that's what we're tr- that's <laughs> what we're trying to achieve. Because a lot of people don't like traditional, mm-hmm. foo-foo, fluffy stuff. Absolutely, but I still want something to be comfortable. To where you, you got to kick your man out 
and he's got to sleep on that modern sofa, he'll still be comfortable. There you go. Now, that's the <laughs> we, we started with the bedding last summer. Now we just talked about furniture. Let's go to artwork. Now, this is interesting. You decided to yes, include so, artwork in. How did that work? Yeah, How did that come about? To include, we decided to include art because, like, say right now, you know, I'm furnishing my new place in Los Angeles. And I'm literally walking down the hallways like, man, a great piece of art would be great right here or right. in the bathroom. Some mm-hmm. kind of piece, mm-hmm. you know, would be great because you just want to make sure that you've left no stone unturned when it comes to the interior design of your home. Because it's really interesting because art plays a big role for me in my homes because it can be just a giant art piece. It might be a lifestyle. It could be a you know, um, it could be a sculpture. It could be just it it, it. it could be actually your lamp could be art. Absolutely, because the base absolutely. Of, because the base of the lamp could be so awesome. That's a statement piece in itself. Mm-hmm. And then when I I want to encourage young people, like you know, art, you know, can appreciate in value. That's exactly true. I like being and you know, that, so you can really have important. a statement piece. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have everything in your home to be thousands of dollars, but if you find something and it's kind of more expensive than what you would normally buy, I would say buy it, especially, like I said, if it's a statement piece and you know it can appreciate in value. or def- And it could be a legacy piece, something you pass down to your children and their children, children's children. Okay, now, uh, this is uh, Believe at Home by Michelle Williams. I have Michelle Williams on the phone. We just discussed furniture, bedding, artwork, and we're going to transition to candles. That's another addition that you've added to Believe at Home by Michelle Williams. Explain the transition. to can- I got the candle thing, you know, romantic, <laughs> soothing. You know, you can set a tone in a house. What was your reason for candles? <laughs> well, my reason for candles, too, were because the essential oils that are in the candles. Um, Dr. Holly Cartner, who was my brand manager, um, she had these oils. And one day I was really, really, really sick. And so she doesn't believe in all this all this um, pharmaceutical medicine. She literally took some oils. It was um, lavender and eucalyptus and um, ginger. And, you know, so she took mm-hmm. all these oils and she put them in her hand and she rubbed them. And she rubbed them on my neck and on my wrist. And I remember I had to get on a plane and fly. And I was so scared that I was going to get more sick on the plane. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, nothing happened. I just got well. That stuff went into my pores, and I felt so good. And I told her, I said, Holly, what if we put these oils in candles? Wow. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of candles, they're fragrance, and they have a lot of perfume in it, which does make your home smell good. But what if you have a property in the oil that's actually healing? That's when so you smart. The, when you breathe it in. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you something, because, you know, I... I'm a I'm a I'm a Glades guy. My wife hates it. You know, she comes she comes in the house. She's she pulling them out the wall. I can't stand that smell. I can't stand. But but the fact that you have almost therapeutic candles in a sense. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. I got to buy this. I have to buy this now. Now is is it, when you say therapeutic? Oh, should I use the word therapeutic with your candles? Or you just, can use aroma. Yep, yeah, aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I this is something I really want to investigate to the point I want to buy because. Maybe that'll stop our fight because I like a light smell, a light little, you know, smell in my house. You know, my wife, like I said, she pulling those those glades out that wall like so fast. I'm, so, I'm tired of this stuff. You, you're too much. But it's you too much. It's too much. Happen? 
because maybe the smell is instead of triggering her to be relaxed and not have anxiety, maybe it's something in there that's making her have anxiety about the glade, about, you know. Now, let me tell you something. We're not going to talk about glade because let me tell you, glade plug-ins and those glade um, candles at Christmas time, they are amazing. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just talking about my experience, but uh, you offered me something. no, 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 no. No, I'm not telling you that because I don't want anybody saying saying that you know that I'm saying something about absolutely. their absolutely, um, absolutely. About their this is Rashawn McDonald talking about an experience that listen, you, you may listen. be. Let me just stop this. You may be giving me. You are giving me a great option that maybe yes, create sir. a very happy home life for me with these uh, exactly. aroma can- or these uh, these these candles with a with a with a with a with a sense of health tied to it yes, because yes, she likes candles. Some, she loves candles. Yes. So you know, and I love it too. And so so the scents that we have are is glow and then drink. So you've got honey and coconut, rose and amber and just something very, very soothing. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, he's a retired NFL player. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a text from him yesterday while Leo Gule, um, who played for the Bears, mm-hmm. he texted me yesterday because his wife bought some candles. He sent See? a text See? saying, Yo, you got my house smelling all good. There you go. So Rashawn gonna be texting you, yo, yo, yes. Michelle, you got my yes. wife happy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I love hearing. Of course, women, we're gonna love candles, but I also wanted to make sure that men feel like they're included in this experience as mm-hmm. well. Now this is awesome. Now, so again, uh, we're talking about products that can be purchased at evine.com. That's e v i n e dot com. And, well, the uh, bedding. Well, well, yes, but actually, it's my site called BelieveByMichelle.com. Okay. It's all direct to consumer. Okay, cool. You can okay, go cool. on there. Okay, cool. So, yes, so go to BelieveByMichelle.com. BelieveByMichelle.com. Mm-hmm. And, and we, if you can, you can also go to the Instagram page. It's okay, BelieveByMichelle. Sell your product. We are pre- <laughs> you, we're, where we'll be previewing, um, giving you a sneak peek of new items that are to come. Okay, believebymichelle.com, and you can go there and get the furniture, the bedding. Yes, you can the, order it. It's direct to you. It is direct artwork. to consumer. So Rashawn McDonald will be going on believebymichelle.com to get those candles today. And I'm yes, not lying sir. to you. Thank you. I have to tell I you, you're one of my favorite you. people in the world. You're, you're such an honest person when it comes to your brand, authenticity. And, uh, and it Thank really matters. You. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you because me and you sat in your office in Chicago one day. And you gave me the real. You did not sugarcoat anything. So I love everything that you're doing. And um, I hope to sit down and talk with you some more in person. Every now and then you need a pep talk from somebody that's going to keep it absolutely 100. Thank you very much. We talk soon. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. My next guest, well, I didn't even say who I was. About to introduce my next guest. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. Now, my next guest is a well-respected former NBA standout at the small forward position. And now he has transitioned to the role of a successful entrepreneur and career counselor for the National Basketball Players Association. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. Long time, Bobby Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going, Rashad? Hey, my 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 floor mate in L.A. They were on the same floor. Oh, my man Bobby's yes, been sir. down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> a long time, man. Hey, man, you you look good. You sound good, man. Tell me, tell me what you're into right now, Bobby. 
Well, you know, uh, Rashawn, one thing is that right now position at the NBA Players Association as a career development counselor. Um, upon that, um, that's my day-to-day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in my 10th year. Congratulations. In my sneaker business. Um, my store is in Chicago. Um, it's called Success in the South Loop. Um, as well as I own a, another space, an entertainment space. Um, it's called Society in Chicago as well. And then other than that, just some real estate investing. Well, you know, I've been watching The Shy on um, Showtime, which has been an amazing show to watch. If anybody have not watched it, called The Shy. So my, my, my plus living in Chicago for four years, I got a strong Chicago vibe. So when you start talking about what you're doing, I want to talk about first the career counselor, because I think that's really important because you basically dealing with the transition period for a lot of athletes from the NBA pro career to civilian life. Is that correct? That's correct. And how does that, how is that handled? How is that handled, Bobby? Well, I think it's handled um, tight net. We actually have a, a great team of people, um, of former players, mm-hmm. who's actually um, on the team and therefore work very hard and creating programming, uh, um, basically setting the guys up to understand what that really looks like. Wow. And mm-hmm. um, pre- and post-career for a lot of guys, one being rookies and other being veterans, mm-hmm. who um, are interested in certain fields that um, they're looking to get into. So um, when you look at it um, from the schema thing, it's basically preparing the guys, you know, pre- preparing them because one thing about it is that if you get hurt, injured, and you're not able to play, that transition starts instantly. So mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's the makeup. That's really the makeup and um, basically being hands-on and um, basically well, working with the players 24-7 whenever needed. That's really important because of the fact that when you're an athlete and you basically have been, you know, coached in middle school, high school, college, and pro, when you go out into the real world, there's no more coaching. And basically no. that's the key transition you guys are trying to get these guys to understand that Basically, it's like when you graduate when in high school, basically they're just helping you through high school. When you go to college, they don't help you in college no more. Either you're going to get your degree or you're going to drop out or you're going to fail. And that's what exactly. that's what life is basically for any pro athlete. And it's great that the NBA is, is, is understanding that and creating an opportunity through experienced players like yourself, which I love about you, Bobby, is that you've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. And now the fact that you can for, show examples that it works for you too with your with your sneaker brand. Let's talk a little bit more about that. It's spelled S U C C E Z Z Success. Let's talk about that boutique and apparel. Well, the um, su- success it basically started um, actually as a part of uh, my transition. So actually, mm-hmm. when I left when I left LA. Um, to um, go to Milwaukee yes, sir. after I signed my, my max deal in Milwaukee. Um, first year we made the playoffs. Second year I got injured. Mm-hmm. I and, remember. Uh, and basically from that injury, I was told that I wasn't going to ever play basketball again due to the fact that they didn't understand the injury. They didn't understand what the symptoms would be like. Mm-hmm. And I had to go see multiple doctors in order to to get the results of actually what was wrong. So I'm thinking that, Okay, well, it may be something minor because I really didn't didn't do something drastic to end my career, but unfortunately, um, I was out over eleven months. Wow! So by me being out eleven months, I was thinking like, okay, well, if I'm not able to play, what is something that I'm interested in? What's next? I was, 
And, yeah, what's next? So, fortunate enough, like you said, I was drafted to the Washington Wizards. I had the opportunity to play with Michael Jordan um, his last two years, and I had the opportunity to have conversations with him. I had the opportunity to Mm -hmm. be around him my whole life. And one, it was bigger than basketball. He was also a businessman. Mm -hmm. So I took that upon myself to figure out, okay, well, from the things I've gained, the knowledge I've learned, how can I apply that to my life? Being a brand Jordan athlete, it allowed me to understand the sneaker culture and mm-hmm. what it was turning into. So in the summer of, well, June 21st um, of 08, um, I opened my first boutique. And like you said, now it's 10 years existing. June mm-hmm. And June 21st will be our 10th year. So that, uh, that, that's a blessing. Well, it's a blessing, but also a, a foresight. Because like I said, a lot of people understand when you get around, because Michael Jordan, you turned him into a mentor for you. And, exactly. and that and that that allows you to see an upside. And a lot of people don't understand that because, you know, the, the interesting thing about it, this was way before you got injured. You know, so you was thinking about, OK, Michael Jordan, who is now a billionaire. So obviously you saw something early on because he was still playing in the NBA his last two years at the, with the Washington Wizards. So when you when you look at athletes and you try to make them understand it's going to end, understand that. What is the big sell point that you try to get them to understand? Prepare now, because preparing when it when it's all over, it really is too late. It really is too late. And I think um, this is how we have some of the issues that guys face, um, not looking at it from the perspective of that day is going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of time when it does happen, it's unexpe- unexpectedly. And um, from the business side of basketball, I think overall the guys, like you said, they've been doing it since their whole life, since they were mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. They never they never thought about doing anything else. And so now it's just a matter of going back to the drawing board and understanding, okay, what else am I good at? What else am I interested in? What is my passion? And from my perspective as a career development counselor, I, ask, I, well, I always talk to the guys from a player's perspective because, one, I've been there. Right. Now, this is some of the things that I have done, and I can talk from my experiences from playing, some of the days that I did did not want to want to get up. Right. But <laughs> injury? Mm-hmm. Yeah, injury, yeah, of course. But then one thing about it is that I'm, I'm so passionate about it is that, one, as a player, you're never going to take no for an answer. So if there's anything in life that makes you get up and want to do something so badly that regardless if you're sick or anything else, you're going to get up and get to get there to get it done, that's something that you should be interested in. That's something that you should be pursuing as the next career. Now let's talk about the foundation because a lot of people need to understand that there's a balance in life, that you, you can be an entrepreneur, gain success. It's always got to, you got to make sure that community right. And you've had a foundation in place since 2005. Please tell everybody about that foundation. Well, my foundation, um, basically, like you said, it's family first. Um, I think, um, um, besides that, like you said, just just doing your due diligence and doing your duties, um, basically for helping others. Yes, sir. It's something that I'm also passionate about, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that that's something that from what, the way I grew up, uh, my mom and my grandparents instilled that in me is that listen, you have to take care of the people who's not fortunate, mm-hmm. but at the same time, these are the people that will always have your back, and. Um, that's been my motto since day one. 
um, like you said, I, I I went to elementary school, high school, college in Chicago. DePaul University. The only thing I did, yeah, the only thing I didn't do is play. I almost played for the Bulls, but I didn't get the opportunity <laughs> to. It came you, close. You were close, Milwaukee. Now you were close. Now, yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I was very close. So, but at the end of the day, like you said, um, I see guys like Jabari's in Milwaukee. Then you have Derrick Rose that played in Chicago. Yes, sir. These yeah. are hometown hometown heroes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like you said, my thing is that I love the kids. I love the kids in our community, and sometimes they just need an outlet. And therefore, that's why I use myself in the scope of the things that I'm doing now and the things that I've done before and having that foundation and sharing my stories with these kids is, is, is something that I love to do and I'm passionate about because now you never know who can be the next Derrick Rose or Jabari Parker. And also uh, well, also with the, with the tremendous amount of street violence that, that, that's played out in the uh, – in the Chicago area, it really, really makes your job and your opportunities that, you, that you're doing with your foundation even more important, correct? Correct. It, it, it's very important because now you got to think about it. Um, one, I have endowment fund at DePaul University. I, I, I sponsor 10 scholarships a year, non-athletic. Mm. So this is something that I always talk to the kids about is that, listen, it's one in a million for a kid to make it to the NBA, you have to be a special kid. I say, but there's no reason that you can't use sports as an avenue to get to where you want to get to. I said, because it's 15 team, players on the team, everybody can't be the star. But sometimes you can outwork somebody and become the star. <laughs> because you have will, you have you have perseverance, you have the, the, the fight in you to say that, listen, I can be better. Some people are content with just being good. Mm-hmm. But those that fight through it, they have the opportunity. They want to be great. And those are NBA players. My man, Bobby, thank you for calling in on the show. You know you got to call back because we had me. We just kind of like got started. I need to put you down for two <laughs> breaks. Because, you know, man, you're a great individual and uh, you're an entrepreneur. You're changing lives both on the court, off the court, in the community. I'm on the phone with Bobby Simmons. He's my man. Straight out of Chicago. You keep winning. We're going to talk soon, Bobby. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions. And in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-Making Conversations. Here we go. Thank you, my man. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome to Money-Making Conversations. I'm your host. Money-Making Conversations now broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Hot Atlanta. On a cold, ugly day, though. But we're doing it, though. Every Monday, you can hear me live on Biz 1180 in Buckhead from 10 a.m. to noon and iHeartRadio podcast. Each money-making conversation radio talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. They in turn deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life. Appeared on the show today, Rugged Evolution Beer Care Product CEO, Arrington Gavin, my man, He's only 23. Check that out. Michelle Williams, you've already heard her. Believe in Michelle line. She's doing her thing right there. Coming up later, Layla Ali, Hall of Fame boxer. 
and got a great cookbook to boot. Just heard from a man, Bobby Simmons, career counselor, entrepreneur, straight out of Chicago, doing his thing with his shoe line. Essentially, shoe line apparel and boutique school store success. That's with two Z's and not two S's. And now, woo-wee, Monique Nelson, she opened it, man. Man, she laid it out there for the young folks, women, telling you to step up, overcome your fears, make it happen. Great spokesperson, great leader in the community. You know, world is in. Atlanta, Detroit, Memphis, Miami, and headquartered in Brooklyn, New York. I remembered it, Monique. I didn't forget all off the top of the dome. Now let's get it rolling. My next guest is an independent artist and a Grammy-nominated gospel artist and musician, evangelist, entrepreneur, actress. I read some extra information they didn't tell me about. An author from West Memphis, Arkansas. They can cook in West Memphis, Arkansas. They got some barbecue stands up in West Memphis, Arkansas. She is here today to talk about her new book, You Will Win, Inspirational Strategies to Help You Overcome. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Ja'Kalen Carr. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. Okay, first of all, let's let everybody know you're 20 years old. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing because I got right after this interview is going to follow up Ayrton Gavin. He's only 23 years old. And so this is my like my my little millennial run, you know, this little run of people who got it real early. Because in college, I'll tell you, when 20 years old, I, I, I had a lot of great ideas. I couldn't hardly put it on paper, but I just didn't know. At 20 years, 20 years old, I got to ask you this. What made you, I know I, I read about your parents, but what made you have a clear understanding that you had a path that you can write a book? that will inspire people? You know, I knew that one day I would write a book, um, and I just didn't know that You Will Win would be my first one. And so, actually, the, the push and the motivation behind the book was I travel the world, and uh, I begin to hear people tell me uh, their situations and things that was going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. And it seems as though they were allowing their situations to win over them when it's supposed to be the other way around. And so um, I just wanted to know, what, what, what is it that Ja'Kalen Carr is supposed to release to the world to help them get back up again? And the message came, and you will win. Just really challenging people to tap into that champion on the inside of them, helping them to understand that you don't have to become a winner. You was born a winner. All you have to do is tap into that champion and unleash that champion from out of you. And sometimes it takes you getting connected to some champions so that they can challenge you and pull the best out of you and not the worst. Because if all you are around is defeat and people you're around is all you see is sickness and, and, and poverty and just lack, that's what that's going to rub off on your life as well. But when you make up in your mind that you want to win and you want to succeed, you got to break from that and get around some people that can really push you into that great that place of greatness because you were designed to win and overcome in life. And so uh, that's just the message in general and the motivation behind the uh, the message, you will win, getting people to see themselves as champions the way that they were created to live as. Now, a note on that is that you was talking about people constantly see allow defeat or dark moments or failures yeah. or fears. 
Now, because mm-hmm. you've been speaking since you were 10, you're 20, so over mm-hmm. a decade. You're not, you didn't just start talking. We can tell by your no, opening no. speech, you <laughs> know. You. I just shut up. I, well, I'm not interrupting yeah. until she paused. Because <laughs> 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 you can talk, girl. I almost passed the plate in my, in my radio booth. <laughs> you know, the beauty of what I'm saying to you is that you're articulating because you, you've traveled a lot. And you've been able to hear people because you are in a, you know, you're in a motivational world and, 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 and also the gospel or the, or the, or the, or the church world. There's a lot of sadness tends to tend to be a major story to be told. How can you help me? You know, how can I get, how, 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 is God hearing my prayers too? And, yeah. and it's really about you talking about look inside yourself and stop allowing. I, I won't use the word excuse because I want, I don't want to insult anybody. But but don't mm-hmm. allow yourself to fail when guess what? If you just start putting a plan in place and that's what you win yeah. is all about. And that's what I Absolutely. found. I, and expound on that a little bit, the plan, the plan that you that when you put this book together, because it, it's it's articulated. You have a you have a model yeah. at twenty years old, mm-hmm. you put together a model of winning, a model of victory for anybody who reads this book. You know, absolutely. And I think that the root of that problem is a lot of times when we try and uh, we start to plan, we start to work on our visions and our goals, and we failed mm-hmm. over and over again. And people feel like, well, because I failed before, ain't no sense of me doing it again. Right. But even in the book, I help you to understand that the the, the problem is not in you tr- uh, failing. The problem is, is in you not trying. And what we have to understand is that everybody is not going to get it on the first try, second try, third try, fourth try. You know, some mm-hmm. people, it takes a minute. But as long as you continue to work, it's all about being consistent and persistent. It, you, but in order for you to be consistent and persistent, you have to believe in yourself. You know, you have to believe in yourself that it doesn't matter how many no's you hear. It doesn't matter how many you can't accomplish this because no one else in your family accomplished this. You come from this type of community, this type of neighborhood. Your past look like this, but when you believe in yourself enough to want to push beyond all of that negativity, you'll continue to work, you'll continue to plan and keep pushing until you reach your finish line. And, and in my book, I explain that as having a winning attitude. You know, it doesn't matter what you see and defeat may be all around you. And one thing you have to understand, too, is that you can't do nothing about your past. You can't do anything about how many times you've been defeated in your past, but you can't can do something about now and moving forward. So make up in your mind that I will never be defeated again. Every day is not going to be all sunshiny and all of that. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to allow my cloudiness and my rain interfere with my working and my plan. Why? Because I believe in myself en- enough to know that I'm going to win. It's a really, I want to point out a couple of things in there because she broke several things in principles in her, in her yeah. chapters. And the, and the intentional victory, she was in this lane. I want to build up defining a win and i would just yes. to, the, defining the win is really really key because a lot of people they they, they, they what's a win a win is you know dropping a loser friend mm-hmm. who's holding you back you know yes, dropping a absolutely. bad boyfriend or girlfriend uh-huh. okay uh, uh getting a divorce sometimes that that, that situation need that's that's a win you know, yes. uh, you know, a win is, you know, it's not all about paying off your debt. Sometimes it's not, all, you know, it's it, if you had a job that you don't want to be mm-hmm. at anymore, you just keep going. Defining the win is putting the application someplace else. 
Absolutely. And that is very imperative to your winning uh, journey. Um, and, and, and really, a lot of us, we're winning, and we don't even know we're winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of times we, can, we fail because we compare our wins to natural circumstances, such as games and events and awards and all of these different things. But what you have to understand is that in a game, only one team can win. Mm-hmm. But when you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and doing the right thing and working on your dreams and goals, you win every day, whether it be you getting your peace back, you starting back to write write your dreams, and you getting up. You know, a lot of many people hadn't got out of bed <laughs> out of the bed in, in you know in a long time, but to actually get up again, you know, and just become energized and feel good about yourself. Um, you know, those are wins. So I tell people it's very important that you don't overlook the things that you are accomplishing, whether they're small or great. Because at the end of the day, if you're winning, you're just winning. It doesn't matter where you win. Winning in as long as you're winning, and that's why it's important that I wanted to point out that sometimes people tie, you know, tie winning to big moments, and they're simple yes. moments. You know, they're so if mm-hmm. you look in your, you know, cleaning out your your house, cleaning out your garage, yes. those are wins. Yes. Those are wins. You know, cutting your grass, that's a win. Just do it consistently. Cut, just do it consistently yes. because I want to talk about celebrating the win. Something I didn't understand, and I'm doing it a lot more now. When we come back more with Jacqueline Carr, wow, girl, we are uplifting up here today on Money Making Conversations. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm hosting our Money Making Conversations. On the phone is Jacqueline Carr. Um, she's really inspiring everybody in this booth, and hopefully she's inspiring every listener or viewer on that's watching Money Making Conversation on my Facebook page. More importantly, uh, iHeartRadio podcast as well. Uh, her first book, You Will Win, Inspirational Strategies to Help You Overcome. It came out February 20th. I bought the book on Amazon. So you can go on Amazon right now, and you can buy this book, Ja'Kaitlyn Carr, uh, you will win. Just type in "you will win." Inspirational strategies to help you overcome. Now, when we, when we uh, when I before the break, we was talking about defining the win, and I wanted to get a, a little thing, a little statement about myself uh, to celebrate a win, mm-hmm. which is really important. And I pulled that out of your book, and everything we are talking about is in your book, and it's important that people understand that. We're not adding any extra verbiage here. She has a plan in place that will help you win short term and long term. Her key is don't look at your past. Don't look Mm -hmm. back. You can't change your past. You look at your present and your future and you can you can affect all those things and defining the win. And we'll stand on that a little bit longer than than we will normally, because if you don't understand how to start, then you won't ever make it to the middle part of success, nor will you accomplish your goals. And. We talked about defining the win. Celebrating the win is something I never did, whether it was a, a new television show, a sold-out concert, or winning an Emmy. I just put it on the shelf and moved on. That's a mistake. You really have to understand that what you've accomplished has value. And that way you appreciate and you slow down for a moment to, 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 to reset. And, and and that's something I didn't do. And so explain to everybody why celebrating a win is very important, because I understand it now, Jacqueline. Yes. You know, one thing that we I've learned within my journey is that 
Um, of course, we're supposed to work and we, we, we do what we're supposed to do concerning your dreams and where you want to be in life. But if you never take that moment and that time to step back and celebrate the things that you have accomplished thus far, Mm-hmm. It is hard for you to have that drive and that motivation and that push to want to do even more. Mm-hmm. And so what this does is it's also another form of balancing. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear people say when it's time to work, you work. And when it's time to play, you play. Mm-hmm. And so many times people feel like, um, you know, it's wrong for you to celebrate. But no, it is okay for you to step back because, remember, you hadn't always been where you are now. And so you want to, when you, whenever you can look back and see that you've come a long way, you know, that's a tremendous uh, uh, accomplishment. And mm-hmm. you have to take that moment to celebrate because, again, when you step back and you celebrate, it gives you that push to want to say, oh, and since I did that, I know I can do this. And since I did this, I know I can co- accomplish that. So that's why it is important that you celebrate the things that you have accomplished thus far and to remembering that it is a form of balancing as well. Wow. Now you have two favorite chapters that I want to talk about. Uh, as principle, uh, each chapter is called a principle. Principle uh, three is uh, structures to win. Tell me why that, that, yes. that, that chapter, structures to win, stands out to you. Yes. Yes. In this chapter, I teach us different, several things. And one of the things that I tell you is to expand your thinking. Mm-hmm. Because if you never think beyond where you are, you can never go beyond where you are. And so many times, a lot of us, we are held back due to our limited mindset. Mm -hmm. But when you can look beyond your current circumstances, look beyond your age, look beyond where you come from, and begin to see your potential and how far you can actually go in life, that's when you will begin to start accomplishing things after you believe in yourself, of course. But it starts with you changing your mindset. It is impossible for you to win. It is impossible possible for you to be successful if you don't have a successful mindset, if you don't have a, a, a winning thought process. You know, and again, sometimes it takes you because everybody doesn't know this. Everybody wasn't taught how to uh, think winning and think success. So sometimes it helps when you can get some inspirational uh, messages in your ears from different motivational speakers, mm-hmm. or if you can write down your vision, your goal or whatever it is that you want to be or accomplish in life on different little uh, sticky notes and put them around Mm -hmm. your house, put them Mm -hmm. on your mirror, on your refrigerator, dashboard. That way, every time you turn around, that's what you see and you have no other choice but to think yourself into that place of success. And then, of course, I talk about focusing. There's so much negativity that will come to you on your journey to win. But at the end of the day, you cannot allow that to blindside you because, listen, people are going to talk and and negativity is going to happen whether you're doing bad or doing good. That's true. So it's best for them to talk while you're doing good. (laughs) You want to make sure that you continue to stay focused on your assignment and your dreams and what it is that you uh, desire to accomplish in life. And don't allow that to set you back. You don't have to respond to every negative thing that has been thing that has been said about you or to you, but you have to learn how to push beyond that and don't allow it to make you sit down, but let it catapult you to want to be even more successful in life. That is um, thinking, think success. That's important that she's saying she's trying to get your mindset to understand that 
you have to, if you want to be successful, you have to think it's successful. You just can't, it's just yeah. something you just don't wake up. You, it's, it's a process. And, the, and more importantly, the word expand. Because if you yeah. stay in that little small box, then you won't see other opportunities, nor will you. <laughs> and that's that, that box of fear. Because that yeah. box of fear is powerful. Because so many people aren't doing things in life because they fear change. Now, one of your yeah. other great chapters that you wanted to at least communicate on before we wrapped up this interview was patience to win. Yes. Patience to win is just talking about when you look upon successful people and you see their results, you see where they are now, but you never see what they had to go through and the patience they had to have in order to endure what they had to go through. And so with all of that being said, we must understand that anytime you desire to be successful and win in life, there are certain things that we have to go through. It is only processing us and equipping us for our place of greatness, because when we get there, we want to know how how to handle our success because so many people they they access their success but they lose that place and so what the process does is it teaches you how to appreciate it more how to treat people how to you know uh, uh, love on others it doesn't matter how much greatness you obtain it is important that you treat people with respect because when you give respect you gain respect and so that's what it's all about just helping you to understand that you have to go through Mm-hmm. In order for you to be able to appreciate your place of success. Now, I want to I want to close the interview out with uh, what I what I found was pretty profound: the 12, 12 habits for for win. That's in this book, and there's so much more in this book. There's, we just, but, but I like I said, she's defining your 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 starting line. I want to say that, and and this understanding that you have to define your win, you have to gain structure, you have to be patient because it's not going to happen overnight. But she had, in this mm-hmm. book, she has twelve habits for win. Number one, start each day with a prayer. Number two, challenge yourself to work on your vision. It was a little yeah. sticky note she was talking about. Let mm-hmm. your let your thoughts be positive. Don't let negative win. Don't let fear win. Mm-hmm. Release Absolutely. words that counsel negativity. Come on now. Release <laughs> words that counsel. I'm a win. How about that? Yeah. I can I can win too. Those are words that counsel negativity. Get out of my life. You're mm-hmm. a loser. I'm tired yeah. of tired of you telling me I'm stupid. I can win too. Align yes. your words with the vision. Live a balanced life. Let your words transform atmospheres. Mm-hmm. Keep a winning attitude. Speak the good things that you want to happen. Release words that will bring life. Let your words cause a good vibration and understand the effect your words have. Yes. Kalen, um, I'm going to tell you something. I am a fan. Um, Thank we will be running this on podcast many times. We're going to send this Thank to you. you. Your, your, <laughs> your word, not just your word, but your maturity, your clear understanding that this is not something that, you know, you thought about last week. This is a lifestyle. This is a mission yes. to give people an opportunity to be successful. And you've been fortunate and we've been blessed that you put it in words and it can be shared. Go to Amazon.com right now. Go to Amazon.com right now and buy this book. You will win. It's the name of the book. You gotta buy it. Jacqueline Carr. I want to bring you back. Can I? Can I bring you back on the show? Yes, absolutely. I got to bring you back soon so we can keep winning. We have more money making conversation coming up. This has been the amazing Jacqueline Carr. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. 
Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. We're back. Money-making conversation. I'm the dynamic host of Money-making conversation. My next guest is also dynamic. He's the CEO of Rugged Evolution Incorporated. His company is committed to providing their patrons with handmade products that have 100% all natural ingredients. Whether you are a goatee, shadow, or full beard, their line of product will enhance all types of hair. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Arrington Gavin. How you doing, Arrington? How you doing, Mr. McDonald? I'm doing good, doing? my doing friend. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Good, man. I love dynamic. the energy. I like that. Dynamic. <laughs> you got to be dynamic, man. You're 23 years, old. 23 years old. You started your own company, just got out of college. How can I not use the word dynamic? Go millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. There we go. <laughs> now, you know, because, you know, millennials have taken on the, 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 the mantle. 18 to 34, that that is the entrepreneurship generation. And I got on the phone, uh, on the phone and doing this interview It's a young man. He's the CEO of Rugged Evolution. And what, they, what he deals with is, is bearded hair care products, correct? Yes, sir. Now, let me ask you the question. I noticed you said, you said that Rugged Evolution products will enhance all types of hair. What do you mean when you say that? Because I'm African-American male and you're an African-American male. What do you mean when you say all types of hair? All hair preferences, soft, soft hair, coarse hair. You know, we have uh, uh, black community, the the Caucasian, Latinos. We all have different hair, you know, hair preferences. Yes, all sir. different hair types. And and so and we rugged because I want to, I want people to understand that because of the fact that you know. People can assume, you know, you go into a certain barber shop and they'll think that just because they have a black barber, a black barber can't cut a white person's hair or a white barber can't mm-hmm. cut a black person's hair. And I'm just letting everybody mm-hmm. know in this interview that we are doing is that, yes, you are the CEO. Yes, you are 23, but you are smart enough to create a product that can be used by Latinos who have beards or goatees or shadows or wearing any type of what, a full beard like, you know, uh, James Harden, the beard. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? A uh, beard like Rashawn McDonald. There <laughs> we go. Clean, clean, clean. Because, because, because the thing about it, I, I have been using your products. Okay, I'm just going to let you know. I love that after hours. And when I put it on my beard, it, it makes it shiny, but it doesn't make it sticky. That no, is awesome. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So so tell me, yeah, tell well, me, how did you guys, uh, you know, not to try to give away any chemical secrets, how did you guys perfect mm-hmm. that or how did you guys sit down and go through the trial and error of being able to create a product that brought made my beard soft, made it gleam, as they say, but, you know, I could I could uh, rub up against somebody's clothes and I won't leave any evidence that I rubbed up against them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So well, how did you come uh, well, up with that? Honestly, Honestly, Mr. McDonald, um, friends and family, uh, I grabbed a couple of my buddies and, uh, you know, some of my cousins, and I said, hey, look, I'm starting a new uh, uh, product. What do you think about it? You know, I know a lot of them are, um, uh, they sport beards and all different, you know, different types, of, whether it's, uh, you know, four-inch length, you know, goatee, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they were they basically tested on them. And, and so, so now, so you tested on them, and it's really interesting because you, you in your bio you said that, Beards are favored are favored by the millennial generation. Absolutely, yes, sir, yes, sir. Now, when I was uh, coming, and what, up, and what I, well, so you can say it, uh huh. Oh no, I was just gonna say uh, what I mean by that is just because of you know the millennials we we want we want the freedom you know we're big on the freedom so you know we're open to you know the newer looks you know you know newer looks during this time in you know society and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now the thing about it is yeah. that when I was coming up, you know. Michael Jordan cut his hair off 
and the bald look took over. You know, it took over yes, all everybody, even white guys said, Hey, I can sport that. I can rock a bald head. I can rock an onion, you know what I'm saying? And so so yeah, now like an and, and so now, you know, you know, now you know you 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 got James Beard, James Harden out there. And you know, mm-hmm. I remember when James Harden first came in the league, people kinda laughed a little bit at that 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 beard, you know. But now it's it's a, he's a marketing genius. You know, it's called absolutely, Fear the Beard. Absolutely. How do you, yep, a dude. smart millennial man, take advantage of that? You know, how, how do I take advantage of it? Simple. I just usually, um, you know, I, I look at it almost like a, let me see it. I almost look at it like, okay, uh, strong, tough, you know, of course, developing into manageable and smooth. You know, that's how, you know, for example, I, I, brought, I thought of rugged is the new smooth. Right. You know, you have a strong, yeah, you have strong, tough, you know, that rugged look, mm-hmm. and then the course development, developing into something manageable and smooth. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how, that's how I usually, you know, think of it. Let me ask you this now, because then, I got I to gotta ask you this question. You're 23 years old, okay, and you really do mm-hmm. have a, you have a business, okay, that, that you're smart enough to know that it's handmade products, you know, all natural ingredients, which is really big for this era. Of our living, everybody wants to know where it came from and who made it, and if it's gonna, it might make me look good, but it's gonna kill me, you know. So, <laughs> so, so you just got out of college. When did you start formulating this whole uh, theory that this is what I wanted to do? Did it start in college? Because I want people to understand your process, your steps. Well, uh, honestly, uh, Mr. Mc, uh, Mr. McDonald, um, it started my freshman year, but I'll, I'll kind of take it back a little further then. About uh, nine years ago, at the age of 14, I started, you know, growing facial hair. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, uh, uh, I attended private school. My parents had me in private school. So, you know, when it comes to private school, we had, you know, we had certain rules. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. one of the rules was to, you know, avoid uh, having facial hair. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had to always keep a clean, you know, clean face. So really, the last time I had a clean face, Mr. McDonald, was probably my senior senior year, my graduation, actually. My, my senior year on graduation was the last time I had a, a clean, smooth face. But... Since I graduated from um, from high school, uh, attended you know my first my first year of college, I had the freedom to do you know I said I could do whatever, so I I grew it out. I just grew it out, <laughs> went crazy with it, and I did. I just I, I grew it out and went crazy, but un, you know unknowing like you know how to maintain a beard. You know I just I was clueless. I I grew it. I grew my hair out, and um, you know I just I just you know just you know went went wild with it, and um, and then I realized you know probably my sophomore year I'm like okay I gotta start doing something with this because. I'm, I'm walking on the side of the street, and people saying, you know, uh, God bless you, boy. It's, it's, it's going to be all right. Handing me some change. And I'm like, what? what, are, what are, they think I'm homeless. Wait a minute. I gotta, it's looking, looking a little dirty, so I'm like, I got I to fix this up a little bit. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, I'm like, I have to fix this up. So I say, started my sophomore year, I started purchasing a lot of beard care products. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I purchased a lot, a lot. And I'll tell you, you know, my beard at that time was almost like, four to five inches mm-hmm. so when it comes to the length of that beard comes a lot of maintenance which i had to do by a lot of products right um as a college student you know i, I bet you a lot you know college kids can tell you we're broke <laughs> we don't have the money to, <laughs> to, continue, to continue to afford it and so um and so you know but i started my junior year you know i started to you know create my own because i couldn't you know i couldn't afford it. i couldn't okay. have the money to you know have fun with my friends so i created the product uh, you know my product and uh, start going into details but before i really created it i looked at my competition you know key thing is you have to look at your competition what not not more like you know how can i be 10 times 20 times better but you know the little things what can what can i do that can be different 
from the others. And uh, that's, that's you know, how I got into, you know, more of creating, the, you know, the line. Well, that's the, that's the, first of all, I'm glad people are not stopping you on the streets anymore because you look good in your oh, photos. Absolutely, absolutely. You look good Thank in your you. photos now. <laughs> now t- t- tell us, <laughs> how can you. they get to your products? What are the websites? Or what are the online? Is it on Amazon? How can one get your products? Well, you can you can go on our website, uh, ruggedevo.com. We also have, on social media sites. We have uh, Rugged Beard Care on Facebook and at uh, uh, Rugged Evo on uh, Instagram and as well as at uh, Rugged Evo on Twitter. And you can also find us uh, on uh, Amazon as well. Now, now let me ask you this because I looked to your website and uh, mm-hmm. I saw uh, like you have you have a brand ambassadors like well Chef Jannard Wells, a good friend of mine. It's one of your mm-hmm. ambassadors. When you when you get these ambassadors, what is the purpose of them to to, to for your brand? What are you what are you trying to get them to accomplish? Uh, just a uh, uh, mentorship. You know, for me, I'm, I'm I just graduated from school. I'm young. Um, I'm still you know still learning. Yes, but sir. I look for mentorship and you know just to spread the word. Just mo- mainly to spread the word. Well, guess what? You you on my show to spread the word, and hopefully I'm mentoring you <laughs> because uh, absolutely, I, absolutely. Because you know you're you're amazing, you know. And I always tell people this: it, it, when they're trying to when they're trying to venture out into their own dreams, and that's what you're doing right now. You're living your own dreams right now, Arrington, and you should continue. Yes, and your backstory is exciting because, like you said, it didn't start. It started way back when you was 14, and mm-hmm. and you just figured out a pattern and you say, "Hey, look here." I see a money-making conversation opportunity here, and you and you jumped at it, and now people are supporting you, and you have a quality brand. Believe me, you you know I'm successful. I wouldn't like to throw anything yes, on my sir. face, and you have a quality <laughs> brand, and I'm using it, and I love that little round brush. I love that. Uh, my, even my wife said Thank when you. I use it, it really makes my beard lay down nice. She said she looked at me one day. Really? She said, that that brush really it's a big difference maker when you. Brush your face or brush your beard. So you, you, you put together something really good that people should become more aware of. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. And I want well, to tell, tell us, too. You know, you can, you know, you can tell her too, Mr. Uh, Mr. McDonald, tell her rugged is the new smooth. There you go. Rug- oh, <laughs> I'm going to tell her that tonight. Yeah, there you go. You know, when I, when I wear my after hours, I'm going to be wearing my after well, hours. There you and, go. Baby, I talked to Arrington Gavin, and he told me rugged <laughs> is the new smooth. Touch me, baby. Touch me, baby. Touch me. Hey, hey Arrington, tell them again one more time how they can reach your products, man, and get them on their shelves, get them in their bathroom, and put them in their car. <laughs> they can reach us at uh, ruggedevo.com. Uh, find us on uh, Instagram at, at ruggedevo and find us on our Twitter at ruggedevo as well. Bye bye, my us. man. You sound great, brother. Keep winning, man. Keep running. I'll be winning after hours. After hours. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm back with Money Making Conversations. My next guest is a self made woman who over the course of her life has evolved from professional manicurist at age 15 to nail salon owner at 18 to an undefeated and Hall of Fame boxing career, television host, personality, actress, author, and inspirational speaker. She is on the show today or this morning to talk about her new book, Food for Life, Delicious and Healthy Comfort Food from My Table to Yours. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Layla Ali. Hi, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? First of all, thank you for coming back on my show. Okay, Layla? Of course. Okay, now here's the deal. Here's the deal. I want to tell you up front, I love your book, and these are the recipes I've already tried. I made the green salsa poached eggs. I made the the chicken and eggs breakfast tacos. 
I made the pool barbecue beef, and my wife, she made the seafood gumbo. All righty, then. You got, you've been into it. You've been into it. Well, you know, it's a very easy book. And, uh, that I, and I want to take that up front before we even get into the book and just start the interview to let you know that. See, here's the cool thing about your book because it's, it's healthy eating. And, I'm a, and I've been on a diet. And on this diet, I've lost 12 pounds so far. And so good. The type Congratulations of, thank on you. that. And, and so the food that you're offering, I can, it can actually is part of my diet. And so, so I've been able to enjoy good eating not only on my diet, but the, by, in fact, I was interviewing you. I said, let me look at this book, see if I can. And your book was uh, so so easy to read and so much fun that I decided to incorporate it. And guess what? I've benefited. And I want all my readers uh, and listeners and viewers to take time to understand that this book is worth buying. And you should buy it today. Thank you. You know what? I, I um put a lot of uh, work into the book because it's so much more than a cookbook. There's so much information in there just about how to, you know, apply some cooking methods, even mm-hmm. to foods that you're already cooking and mm-hmm. ingredients, you mm-hmm. know, and upgrades and things to make your, your dishes healthier. So even for someone who, who can throw down in the kitchen, you know, mm-hmm. they can learn something from it as well. So thank you. I'm glad you're, you're enjoying it. Now, when did you learn to cook? Because, you know, I read through that I, resume, you know, yeah. 15 years doing fingernails, you know, night boxing. <laughs> when did you learn to cook? I taught myself how to cook. I started cooking when I was about ten, nine or 10 years old. Okay. Uh, my mom didn't really cook much, so I mm-hmm. got in the kitchen myself. And I'm just that type of person. When I want to do something, <laughs> I, I kind of do the research that I need to do and figure it out. But I called my grandma. You know, my family's from Louisiana. That's mm-hmm. I started making gumbo and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the stewed chicken and all that just uh, by learning over the phone. You know, and she, she taught me. And, of course, there was a lot of trial and error. And I'm still learning. I mean, I still um, learn and grow in the kitchen every day. So, and that's why I, that's why I want to tell people about this book because you know a lot of people that error part is what stops people from cooking. The error, making a mistake, or will it be as good as my mom? I don't want to with my friends or my husband or my girlfriend, my boyfriend, uh, say bad things about my cooking. You take this book; it got beautiful pictures. Easy. And when I say easy recipe, let me tell you something. That green salsa poached egg recipe is so easy, it's ridiculous. You're right. And it's like something you would get in a restaurant. Exactly. And I, the, the thing I loved about your book, you said, okay, if you don't know how to make salsa, go get a very good salsa from the store. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes, even I, I mean, sometimes I don't feel like making fresh salsa. I don't have the the green tomatoes, you know what I mean, to make the green salsa or whatever. So, you know, you there's always a way around it. I, I just tell people, try to buy the best quality food that you can because there is a difference in quality. You know, don't always go to the store looking for everything on sale. You know, sometimes you have to invest in your health um, and the ingredients. You want to read labels, and there's a lot of information on there about, you know, how to navigate the grocery store because a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, in our especially in our community, we're mm-hmm. sick, we have diabetes, we have mm-hmm. heart disease, we have mm-hmm. obesity and all kinds of other chronic illnesses that are directly related to the food that we eat. And unfortunately, in lower-income areas, people tend to eat the worst because they're they're mm-hmm. trying to eat on a budget. But, you know, and I get it. People look at me and say, well, you can afford it. Right. But I talk about ways in the book as well that you can buy healthier foods, you know, at a lower cost. You just have to it – takes, it takes some prioritizing and it takes some planning, but it can be done. And portion eating as well, you know, that, that, that's important as well. Now, when I, when I look at the book, I'm on the phone with Layla Ali. Uh, and first of all, before we continue this interview, congratulations on being inducted into the uh, Boxing Hall of Fame. 
I want to Thank say that. Thank you. I, I got to say that that's an amazing accomplishment. It should not be overlooked. That's going to happen in August, correct? Uh, I think so. I'm yeah. not sure of the date, yeah. actually. I, yeah, I got so many things on my calendar, but yeah, it's coming up. It's, it's coming, coming up, up and you and I want to mm-hmm. make I'm gonna tweet it out, and I'm gonna make sure everybody's aware in my Thank fan you. base that you should be celebrated because that's an amazing. You are undefeated, and oh, uh, yeah. and uh, they're gonna they're gonna recognize you for your skills, <laughs> your skills in the ring. Now we talk about your skills right. at, at the stove. Now let's talk about this book, uh, <laughs> Food for Life: Delicious and Healthy Comfort Food for from my table to yours. Food for Life, where did that title come from? Where did you get that title from? I actually came up with the title. Um, I Well, first of all, when I think about food and you think about the fact, well, we don't think about this very often, but the, the fact is that food is supposed to um, have nutrition in it because it actually turns in, once it breaks down and your body breaks it down, it turns mm-hmm. into the cells mm-hmm. that turn into your brain and your mm-hmm. hair and your mm-hmm. skin and your organs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if we think of food that way, I think we'd be more careful about what it is that we're eating. So I thought of the title, it means many different things. So food for life, because food is the basis which in life begins with our mm-hmm. cells. And mm-hmm. then, of course, mm-hmm. food for whether you're a busy mom or mm-hmm. whether you're, you know, cooking, cook, cooking on the go or, or entertaining. There's the chapters are named in a certain way that pretty, pretty much apply to our lives. So it's food that you can eat for the rest of your life. Um, I talk about the fact that you know we're, we're into a lot of fad diets right now. It's like this is what everyone, you know, whether it's paleo or vegetarian or Mediterranean diet or whatever it is that you're following. You know, those kind of come and go a lot of the time. But this mm-hmm. is food that you can eat for the rest of your life at any stage of your life, no matter what age that you are, because it's just pure, clean eating. So, and then, of course, I take into consideration being that I'm African-American, I like my greens, I like my other fried chicken, I like my gumbo, you know, I like my soccer timmy cake, I like my sweet potato pie. So we put those recipes in there, you know, so that there's something for, for people who like to eat the same way that I eat. But, of course, then I developed a whole lot of other recipes you know, in the in the book as well, so there's something for everybody. So, but I, I will, as you know, Rashawn, because you cook, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. the, what the hardest thing about doing a cookbook is, is that I don't normally even follow recipes at home. When I'm making my gumbo, I, I never know. had a, a, a recipe. <laughs> I just make it. So to actually make it into a recipe was the hardest thing because depending on the produce or, you know, the way the seafood yeah. tastes, I might put a little more of this. There you go, a little, a little more bit more that. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you definitely have to do that and take that into consideration. The same thing with the greens. I like to cook my greens longer than which actually says in the book. But, you know, I talk about for the health benefits, you would cook them for less time. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to cook mine longer because I like them to be broken down there a little you go. Bit more. So, you know, you take all that into consideration, whether you want to add a little more chicken broth here or a little more salt there, you know, you could figure it out, you know. But but um, that's what I love about cooking. So as you were to what you were saying earlier, you should get in the kitchen and use those recipes as a base, you know, but then build them from there and make them your own. For and sure. that, that's why I loved about the. That's why at the very top I wanted to tell people, you know, I tried some of these recipes because they were so easy. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm sounding like an info commercial. You know, they're so easy. And look what you did over here. <laughs> but when you, when you see something like, like that pool, that pool barbecue beef. Um, mm-hmm. That is like I'm, I'm looking at it was like four things. It was like four things. And then you had your mm-hmm. meal, and you got the bar. Yeah. And and I would tell people on the green salsa, I go to the store and get my salsa, okay? right? Right. Because she told me I could do that. You know, she gave right. me the rights to do that, and so that's what a lot of books don't <laughs> uh, f- free you up. You know, because I looked at everybody and said green salsa, man. And then she went, "Oh, you can get it in the store." 
I went, yeah. oh, I yeah. got permission? Exactly. I can, and that's what I loved yeah. about your book. You almost gave me permission to be normal. Yes, exactly. Because like I said, I don't always have time to be making fresh salsa. Like, come on, I got kids running around here, kitchen to clean up. <laughs> you know, I'm tired. Husband to take care of. It's like, let me do the mains and I'm going to go get the, you know, the guacamole and all that on the, you know, at the store. And you can do that. But then sometimes I want to take the time and make everything fresh, you know. So well, it's, it's, it's something it's, for it's, everybody. It's something we're on the phone with Layla Ali talking about her great book, a great book, Food for Life, Delicious and Healthy Comfort Food from My Table to Yours. Uh, tell us some of your favorite recipes before we get out of here. Well, definitely, I would have to say the oven fried chicken, um, stewed yes. chicken and gravy. You got to try the stewed chicken and gravy. Um, have, maybe have your wife make that one. Um, yeah, I would say the sweet potato pie. Um, you know, there's just so many. It's really, it's really it, hard. Well, here's the choose. funny thing about it. It's like she made the you know, seafood gumbo because it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? So we ate it, and she said, and she left town on uh, Saturday. She said, I'm going to freeze it. I uh-huh. said, no, you're not. I said, I'm, I'm, I, I, I said, I'm going to eat my gumbo. I said, I'm, I, I, I said, I can have gumbo for lunch, for dinner, for two, three days. That's like that Thanksgiving at so my house. Funny. I'm eating that my gumbo. So Talking about she going to freeze right. my gumbo. No, I have to put right. the brakes on her, Layla. No, I, I, well, she didn't want it to go bad because gumbo's expensive with all that seafood well, in it. Well, guess what? It is, it's not going to go bad down Rashawn's oh, throat into his stomach. That's where it's going to go bad. <laughs> I had to put the brakes on her, you know, because, you know, it wasn't going to be fresh no more. I'm sorry. <laughs> So I'm enjoying your food. I'm going to let everybody know. You know, the McDonald okay, household, glad. we are fans of your ability, fans because of what you've done all your life, and the fans of the fact that on your TV show, you've always represented high quality, and this book is at that same standard level. But more importantly, you, fans, John. your book allows me to be myself and allows oh, us to okay. believe, uh, not have any insecurities when you go in that kitchen and walk out. Congratulations on, on on this book, and I will keep pushing it for you. And um, and you can get in the stores right now. Go to Amazon.com. You can buy the book right now. Food for Life, delicious and healthy comfort food for from my table, meaning Layla's table, to yours. Keep winning. Keep winning, girl. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate undefeated. you, brother. Appreciate undefeated. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. That's Money Making Conversations, everybody. Rashawn McDonald. We keep winning here. Because you keep listening. We talk next week. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever. 
even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent, such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.